Yo, indecent exposés, this is Jason. Now you've been listening to this show for a while now. And don't tell me you haven't. Server stats don't lie. And it's time for you to pony the hell up. These episodes, they cost money to make, you know. I've been spending my money. Now how about it's time we spend some of your money. Go to our crowdfunding page at patreon.com slash Glass. If you can't spell that, just follow the link in the sidebar at greylockglass.com. You'll find your way. Now, I'm not asking you to do something that you can't do. When you get there, become a patron at a level that's comfortable for you. $1 a month, $5 a month, $10 a month. The important thing, you pay your fair share. Thank you. Ushering in a new era in independent art celebration. Indecent exposure. You were convicted of indecent exposure for the third time. That's exactly what it is there, Poindexter. There's four counts of indecent exposure. And this is episode number 18 of Indecent Exposure here at the Greylock Glass. Today is Friday, November 20th, 2015. I am your host, Jason Velasquez, known in an alternate universe as the Mongrel. Welcome. Welcome to my lair. What a weird day it's been, and it continues to, to get weirder all the time. You may be going about your normal business on a Friday evening, Friday afternoon, thinking that there's nothing in the universe that could possibly be surreal, but I promise you that somewhere in a cave, uh, somewhere in the underbelly of the Berkshires, there's a podcaster who's being buried alive in audio files. And that's not a euphemism. There's a lot of audio processing, editing going on here. And just because it all fits on a laptop these days doesn't mean it isn't still a boatload of audio. And who would know better than my guest this episode, Joe Adnitis, who is North Adams' own half of the group Anonymous Animal. Now, Anonymous Animal is a... How do we describe it? It's a t- complex tapestry of synthetic and organic tones looped and synthed until they become an, an a delicate elixir for the ear. You can quote me on that. Joe, you can quote me on that. Um, they're opening up for And the Kids tonight at the Garage in Pittsfield, which is um, part of the Colonial Theater complex over there. Joe would know because Joe, not only is he a musician of, of a high degree of talent and perseverance, but he is also a videographer and a sound guy who knows his, he knows his tools of the trade. Um, and he is going to speak with us about music, about um, performing, about all kinds of stuff. I mean, we, we just go all over the place. Um, Joe is also the assistant director of the Common Folk Artist Collective in North Adams. And he may, in the interest of full disclosure, at some point be the producer of this show or, or shows, some shows here at the Greylock Glass. Um, he's a videography uh, wizard and he is going to be, well, there's a bunch of stuff that he'd like to do. And um, 
I will provide links in the show notes to the stuff that he has online. Uh, you'll see that he's, he's really got some gifts. And hopefully we can put him to work with those gifts here at the Greylock Glass. But let's first go now to the interview uh, with Joe Adonitis here at the Greylock Glass. Joe Adonitis, it's so good to have you here on Indecent Exposure. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing, Jason? I am I am absolutely splendid. I'm capital. And I'm capital because you're on this show. Um, in the interest of full disclosure, Joe, you're not a stranger to the Greylock Glass. Admit it. Well, no, we're n- and we're not strangers. And uh, someone even consider us friends. I would. I would definitely consider us friends. Um, I would definitely say that um, we have a long and glorious future ahead of us. That's what I would say. Um, and it's going to start – well, it already kind of started because we've been talking about um, getting you in here and producing this show, this very show, right? Correct. Yeah, and um, I really love what the show is and uh, I'm looking forward to getting my hands in there and uh, you know, being on is kind of surreal, something that I might um, indeed someday be in charge of. So um, it's good to be on both sides of, you know, both sides of the wall. Yeah, both sides yeah. of the of the looking glass, even right. Ah, yes. Ah, it's almost like I set you up for that, um, or you maybe you set me up for that. I guess you set me up for that. Um, but the thing here is that um, you've got massive skills when it comes to a lot of things, uh, such as such as film work. You went to school for film, correct? I did. I went to uh, Fitchburg State for uh, to study film, and uh, while I was there, I got into audio in a big way. And um, I've always been a musician. Uh, so while I was getting my formal degree in film and video, I was also uh, teaching myself how to record, uh, and that extended into other realms of um, media production, but they all kind of overlap nowadays. You know, um, everyone loves to hear some music paired with a video and vice versa, so um, I love where we're at as a culture when it comes to content and how it's made, Um, and that overlaps into... Um, the way uh, I and Anonymous Animal, or the other way around, uh, <laughs> that's uh, that overlaps into how we create something. And it's very much conscious of how people are ingesting media and what does it mean to be a, a band trying to, quote-unquote, make it uh, in the digital realm and coming to terms with the idea that you could become very popular very quickly and then become very unpopular very quickly.
Is that something that you you want to brace yourself for or is that something you want to avoid? And I think we've made a conscious choice to avoid it at all costs. Huh. Well, let's <laughs> let's go back just a bit to Anonymous Animal. Who and what is it? Yeah, I got a little ahead of myself there. But Anonymous Animal is uh, a project that Barney Landman and I have been working on for the last, uh, I'd say, three years. Um, I met Barney about five years ago when he uh, immigrated here from the UK. Uh, And the first night we met, I thought he was one of my friends because I saw him in a room and his back was to me. So I just went up to him. I pat him on the shoulder. I was like, hey, man, how you doing? (laughs) And he was like, excuse me? And I was like, oh, you're not my friend. 
Uh, sorry. But then he was. He immediately was my friend, <laughs> which was great. Um, and we, we were at an open mic, and we sang. The open mic had like five people in it, and then it just ended up being me and him singing together all the songs that we happened to know. And um, from then on, it was just, yep, we're going to be making music together. So it's been five years. But Anonymous Animal has existed uh, in some fashion for the last three years. And what's your niche there? Our niche uh, is constantly changing, but really it focuses on production. And what I mean by that is when we are writing, we get bored really easy and we like to be challenged so our first batch of songs that we wrote as anonymous animal um we we decided we're gonna go lock ourselves in uh, a cabin because we love that idea um ever since bonnie bear got on my radar justin vernon who heads that project i don't know if it's a true story but he he wrote his first really good album when he locked himself in a cabin for like five months and then he came out with this amazing um work but uh we we loved that but we we didn't have five months so we we decided five days and on the way up there we were driving and we said let's challenge ourselves so he pointed at me he goes you are going to play an instrument that you don't know how to play and then you're going to choose my instrument and he's like you're going to play bass for this whole (laughs) album and i said you're going to play ukulele and from then on out it was kind of how do we use limitation and how do we use unfamiliarity to come up with something that is um unique and just having a foreign instrument in your hands makes it so you play it in a way that no one else might play it or you have the the potential to play it in a, a new way so uh that's what kept us interested in our music and that's what kind of inspired us this this way of um i don't know what's going to happen rather than yeah i'm just going to play the the old standards that i know right right hey that's um that's actually that's a real challenge and i think that's a that's that shows some real bravery some creative bravery um because the the temptation is to always fall back on on your comfort zone, right? Right. So to be out there saying, "Okay, I am going into in you know terra incognita here, and I'm going to not only survive it, but I'm going to create within it." And that's that's a neat idea. Um, that was your first album. Where how have you how have you produced since then? Since then, we've kind of had a few incarnations of. Um, what the live act is. So we have brought in drummers and we've brought in guitarists and um, it's difficult, you know, especially as we were getting older. Um, Barney's entered his 30s. I'm going to be uh, exiting my 20s relatively soon and life gets in the way and you'd like to make it um, the, the only thing you do, but sometimes you don't have that luxury. And when you add in more members, that kind of compounds. So if the drummer can't make it to practice, suddenly three or four of the people can't practice or practice changes. And um, 
when it was just the two of us producing music, we had that freedom to, you know, if, if Barney's not there, I can still work and produce something that's ready for him when he comes in. And, uh, so we decided to fall back on, uh, electronic gear. So a lot of hardware, a lot of samplers, um, and pre-programming a lot of our set. And that is met with a lot of intrigue or met with a lot of like, look at these, look at these weird DJ wannabes. (laughs) And that's definitely, uh, it's never deterred me. I've been in metal bands where I remember being in high school and playing metal and adults coming up to me and being like, stop. (laughs) Like, this is terrible. And since then, I'm just, I just don't care. And he doesn't care either. He's been in the same situation. But um, when it comes to the way we produce now, it's very much, I mean, we live two hours away from each other. So we rely a lot on the internet and we rely a lot on file sharing. So, um, which means that, you know, our workflow doesn't stop at all. Right, right. And in fact, I can tell you that right now, as you're talking, I've got this idea for for a software app developing in my head that would facilitate this process, but I'm not going to share it on the air because somebody out there could actually write this up in, in fairly short order and they'd be making the millions of dollars, not you and me. So we'll talk off air about this idea and how, and how we, can, we can do this. But I think that your, your notion of not caring is so important. We would still be living in caves if people, if everybody cared what everybody else thought, right? I mean, the first person right. said, you know what? The cave is all right, but I'm thinking that I'd like a wall, you know, a wall that goes kind of straight up and down and maybe like a roof that isn't dripping on my head. I think I, think I want to build this thing called like a, a house. Anybody with me? No? All right, well, screw you. Uh, I'll build it myself. And then right. he builds a house, and somebody says, "You know, that's that's kind of a neat idea there that he's got there. I think that, I think that that idea may have legs." Um, and and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, Ugg doesn't look so crazy for building a house anymore. Um, and 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 that's that's got to be how you how you treat it, uh, your ideas, no matter how crazy they are, because if you if you don't if you if you bend to the naysayers, then they, then they win. And screw them, right? So, um, right, and we re- we rely on those people in our, you know, not only in music but in life to kind of push the edges of what's possible, and especially in music, you know, some weird band might be doing something insane that's too too dramatic and like too too radical for people to accept, but the next wave of people adopts some of those ideas, and. Yeah. That gets incorporated constantly into what becomes popular or what dictates the way music is made. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. Just because the idea in its entirety wasn't necessarily quite what the public was ready for or wanted, that doesn't mean that elements aren't going to survive. Yeah. So Anonymous Animal, going to be performing Friday night at, at 8 at the garage in Pittsfield. And after some searching around, we 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 nailed it down. It is one eleven South Street in Pittsfield, right? 
Correct. It's yeah. basically the same parcel of land that the Colonial Theater sits on. Yes, I think they're connected physically. And I'm guessing that maybe if you were to look at the Colonial Theater and if you just sort of guessed what part of that property is the garage, it's going to maybe even kind of look apparent, right? I mean, like maybe Perhaps it's like a gonna, garage. Maybe like a, a garage. Maybe not my garage or your garage, but like the garage that you would expect to see attached to a large theater built in the <laughs> early 20th century. Late 18th yes. century? Do we know when that theater was built? Uh, I believe it was built in the 1200s. I, I could be wrong. The 1200s? Okay. Wrong. Cool. Yeah. So that would probably explain the gargoyles on the roof, right? Yes. And and the little um, the little uh, balustrades. <laughs> I'm coming up with the word balustrade, but I don't think that's what I want. We'll have to take a tour of the building. I'm sure there's some historical tour that we can take. Well, they don't let you in the dungeon. I mean, all the chains and the manacles and, and the torture devices are still down there. I think now they use them for actors who um, who blow it, you know, uh, in, in opening night performances. I think yeah, they're very progressive there, though. They're very, the, the theater is great. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely great, and and I think that this is only stuff that I've heard. It's it's rumored. There's you know there may <laughs> be a dungeon with torture devices at the bottom of the Colonial Theater. There may not be, but I've heard screams coming out of there late at night, and I've had to wonder, you know, why was somebody removed from, you know, from the cast so suddenly? You know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, that's going to get us phone calls, but what are you going to do? At least people know people are listening. Um, <laughs> so you're going to be opening up for another Western Mass Band. You're going to be opening up for um, and the Kids. Yes, you've heard you've heard them play. Yes, actually, um, I saw them recently play. They um, they played with the Sun Parade. Which I know you've had on this show, right? And I've I've seen them play at Mass Mocha, and um, I had a weird encounter with their bass player. But I I met I met with them very briefly, mostly just the bass player. Um, and he was like, "Yeah, you should go see the show at Williams College. Uh, we're going to open up for this band and the kids." I saw Sun Parade again. Always great. Those guys are amazing. Um, and then and the kids came on this power trio and they blew my mind. Uh, so yeah. I'm very excited to be opening for them. Uh, and the fact that they're from Western Mass is a huge plus because n- there's no place like Western Mass. It's beautiful and a lot of great music comes out from from this part of the state. Um, so we're we're very excited now. Let me ask you this about that. The, you know, the, both bands and the kids and the Sun Parade are from the Pioneer Valley, you know, Northampton Way. And that is a smoking hot scene. And when it comes to indie music, um, what are your thoughts on the scene here in the Berkshires? Um, I think it's going to explode. And in a good way, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of people coming of age, and a lot of bands coming of age in a way that is starting to cultivate a scene 
and there's a lot of young people taking over that scene and not necessarily the roles of yeah here's another band but here are people like um jess sweeney who run common folk who facilitate that type of thing who facilitate local music or local art and i see that over and over and over um and i i'm really excited about that i think that is kind of just going to supplement why the berkshires is kind of this amazing unknown place um because honestly i didn't i never even heard of the berkshires before i was 23 and uh you know i've been a massachusetts resident for my whole life i've never gone out west and coming here it's like how did we not know (laughs) that this incredible (laughs) area of the state existed and on top of that we're right next to new york we're um full of young musicians and artists it's a cheap place to live and i think those those factors kind of pull in um a creative culture so i I really am excited for what is about to happen i really have faith that uh the scene is gonna pop up really soon that said it has a long way to go and um i'd like to see more um more places where local music is held um and not overshadowed by other larger institutions. Yeah, I, I think that there there is room. I mean, there's room for 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 all. It is not any kind of mistake that well actually I, I'm gonna I'm gonna backtrack. It is a mistake that so much of the theater scene is driven by an older crowd. Um, I think that there's a lot of creative energy flow uh, going between here in New York and here in Boston. Um, And I think that there's a lot of folks who are realizing, and this is absolutely no criticism of, you know, senior citizens, but they were here 30 years ago and more when there was all kinds of um, groundbreaking theater going on. Right. And now there has to be a new generation of young people who are driving not just, you know, the, the, the cast, but also the creative decisions, the, the, you know, the artistic direction of, of theater. Because as a former marketing professional in, in theater, I can tell you that the demographic is not sustainable for theater. You, you've got to bring in people who are in their 30s and 40s, right? And the only way that you're going to do that is by creating theater that is relevant. And, and that's the key word. So I think that when you've got enough venues who are providing relevant music and relevant experiences to the 20-somethings and the 30-somethings, that'll keep them here. And then... You can have a certain amount of crossover uh, and, and cross pollination between the different arts, whether it's you know whether it's uh, music and theater and dance and you know visual arts. Um, I think that the the only way to keep them to keep the vitality and the sustainability going for one sector of the of the arts world is to keep it going for all. That's my take on right. it. Mm. No, yeah, that made any, and, uh, does that make any sense at all? I try. No, it does. And I think that kind of speaks to um, 
why there's a large criticism of uh, the younger generation and young artists because we we have the older generation kind of passing judgment as we pass judgment on them, but you know uh, everyone's judging. Uh, but the older generation looks at the younger generation and if it looks like they're doing it wrong, it looks like they're not doing anything at all. And it's like, look at these young people not, you know, uh, not doing it the right way. And people are, are scared of change. And when someone's trying to innovate or do something that is foreign to the standard model that worked but no longer works, it is seen as um, incompetence or it is seen as kind of this shying away from responsibility where it's it's like those people who are putting in that effort and giving it a shot and trying to cultivate the scene and trying to bring in music and trying to do something radically different with theater that will attract not only the young crowds but every crowd yeah and cater to, and cater to that uh i think that's where um that's where that starts to happen so like pushing that edge pushing the boundaries um is sometimes frowned upon, but necessary, definitely necessary. Yeah, it's it's a funny thing. I was actually listening to somebody talk. I was sort of in, in the conversation, but only in, in a peripheral way, about how when they were younger, they did the whole, you know, avant-garde theater thing, and they're just not interested these days. They, they don't have the, the, the patience for, for that experimental theater. And, you know, they admitted that they hadn't seen... Uh, say the um, Mass Live Art uh, Festival, which took place down in um, in in at, si- at Bard College at Simon's Rock, this last three summers, I guess it is, and that's a that is something that's put together by Ilan Bachrach, um, who also fell in love with the Berkshires after not having that um, wasn't his original home, but it is now. And he puts together a festival. That's the the Mass Live Arts Festival. That is just mind blowing. And I would say the same of the Berkshire Fringe. Um, they are consistently pushing the the you know the expanding the frontiers. And for people to say, especially those who actually you know they were enjoying sort of the fringe elements of of arts back in the you know the eighties and seventies. Uh, to say that they're kind of done with that seems really strange to me, you know. Um, and 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 I think you're right. It is. It does attract, you know. Uh, if you've got a bunch of you know theater folks, they're going to have musician friends, and they're going to they're going to there's going to be a sort of I don't want to use the word incestuous, but yeah, cross pollination. I'll, I'll stick with the word I used before. Um, and yeah, innovation. It's uh, it's just that it's not all going to fly. You know, but I think it has to be tried, even when it ends up being not well. Even when it sucks, sometimes it it still has to be tried. Um, I know I have tried things that absolutely suck, and I'm glad I tried them because I, you know, I either learned something from them or I learned never to try, the, never to try that again. Um, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> let's uh, let's tell people what are they going to hear. Um, you, it's you and Barney, and who's going to be on stage on Friday with you? That that's it. Me, Barney, uh, a pile of synths, a so, big old pile. So the Hal, the, um, the Hal Nine Thousand will be on stage with you. 
The HAL 9000 is um, our operating system for, yeah. for our, our sampler. Uh, no, it's just um, Barney and I are kind of taking the roles of a lot of different sonic uh, responsibilities in the band. That sounds really pretentious. but <laughs> I like that. It's That's true. good. It, um, so uh, he's kind of rhythm and bass on his end. So he's running, um, he's running a sampler with um, programmed beats, and he's playing a bass synth. Um, and my end is um, pads and affected stringed instruments uh, with looping vocals, and we both sing most of the time. Most of the time, we're harmonizing through the through the whole song, but um, a lot of it is fluid. A lot of it is improvised with some structure that we can fall back on so we don't become a big old mess. But uh, it's very electronic-driven, but we sample um, a lot of classic instruments, so a lot of sample guitar in really interesting ways. We sample harp. Um, I recently got into um, a musical relationship with a harpist at Williams College. She is incredible. She plays like 25 instruments. So we, we like to you know, bring in those familiar elements with kind of this new um, processed uh, sound on top of it. But uh, it's it's kind of, I'm not saying we defy genre, but we definitely like to borrow from a lot of genres. So we'd, it's it's hard to say without just hearing it. You tour. But, you tour through a number of genres. Yes. yes. I'm, I'm trying to come up with something that... Uh, that uh, describes the the you're not defying them. I defy you. The power of Christ <laughs> compels you. No, <laughs> you're not defying them. You're you're actually embracing them. We, yeah. Can't we all we, get along? Yeah. Huh. Well, I I I don't know if I can be there. My uh, I get out like one night a week, and um, and. I'm going to try to make that the night. That's what I'm going to try to do because I want to hear you. I've seen you on the, I have seen you on YouTube though. And, and if I can't get out there, um, you know, if, if, you know, my, my boss doesn't let me go. That's not true. She'd let me go. Um, but there is a way for people who cannot go to, to get us a taste of anonymous animal. Where can we send them? Uh, YouTube. YouTube is the best place to kind of absorb our content um, and to see us make it live. Um, so uh, to kind of give a bit of background on that, we love to um, show the process and uh, how we're making a lot of this music. Uh, a huge criticism of electronic music, especially live electronic music, is that it's all programmed. It's all kind of just karaoke. Uh and we kind of like to show that. So our YouTube channel, uh, Anonymous Animal One, uh, has every track we've put out and a video of us making it. Uh, so they're all basically live tracks with some production, but uh, YouTube is the best place. And also our Facebook and our SoundCloud, which is just Anonymous Animal, um, which are easy enough to look up. But um yeah, if if people are interested in seeing how this type of music gets made, um, or seeing kind of a, a creative twist on something familiar, then 
I would encourage them to check out our stuff on YouTube. And of course, people don't have to take the notes because we take the notes for you. You can go to greylockglass.com, find this episode of Indecent Exposure, and I don't know what episode it's going to be yet. I mean, like 18 or something like that. But you'll be able to tell from the title because Anonymous Animal will be in the title. And just check out the show notes and the links to that and the Facebook page. And you mentioned the SoundCloud uh, before, you know, while we were in the green room still. Uh, and while it is not someplace that everybody goes, like right at first, the SoundCloud uh, link is kind of nice because it's, it's well, you can listen to it. You don't have to be distracted by visuals. If you're at work and your boss, uh, you don't want your boss to see that you're checking out Anonymous Animal when you're supposed to be, you know, getting stuff done. Um, you can listen. Nobody will ever know that you're getting anonymous with an animal. Um, <laughs> whoa, whoa, boy, whoa. <laughs> well, you know that's oh, why man. we call this indecent exposure because eventually we we we, we cross the line. And, uh, and I wanted a place where I could do that, where it's comfortable. You're welcome to do that um, here on, on this show. That's why we, when we finally got the, um, got the iTunes uh, feed set up properly, um, we, um, we were able to, to specify that there is explicit content. There isn't usually, right? I mean, not usually, but there might be. And I think that's just like uh, knowing that there's one uh, cherry, you know, chocolate-covered cherry, cherries in a box of chocolates, and you don't know which one it's going to be. Yeah, that that's the F word of the chocolate box right there. There you go. That's... Joe, Adonitis, <laughs> it is a pleasure speaking with you, and I will make it no secret that we're going to be talking in uh, 45 minutes uh, at a coffee shop at Tunnel City because we have... Uh, business to discuss. You still able to make it there? Oh yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see, so you're going to download your. We're, we're letting we're letting people see behind the curtain right now. Right now, people. Nobody else lets you do this. Nobody lets you peek into the guts, into the sordid underbelly of operations. But we do. We're not ashamed. Uh, what we're going to do is Joe is going to send me his half of the file, and then I'm going to overlay it on my half of the file. Which you know, I think that's that's legal in Massachusetts, and um, and then we're gonna we're gonna let you all hear that. And that's what you're listening to. You're listening to the superimposition of two audio tracks, two men separated by distance, united by a common interest in independent audio. The internet is a wonderful place. Fucking ain't right, it is. All right, Joe. I want everyone to know. Go see anonymous animal. Go see and the kids Friday night, 8 o'clock, 111 South Street at the garage in Pittsfield. I will talk to you later, my friend. Good talking to you, Jason. Bye-bye. Bye. So that's right. You can go check out Anonymous Animal tonight, Friday the 20th, at the garage uh, attached to the Colonial Theater in Pittsfield. In fact, what I think you should do is I think you should... Um, you should bring a bunch of your friends, right? And and you should bring some tents and some sleeping bags and and maybe like a cook stove or two. And and I think you should you should line up outside the colonial as if you've been camping there waiting to get in 
for this show. That's the look we're going for. And then, and then I'll call the, uh, I'll call the, the TV crews, uh, and we'll make a big, make a party of it. No, maybe not. Anyway, um, there are a number of links that are worth checking out. Uh, first of all, that sound, that song, Why Try, is a free download at SoundCloud, at their SoundCloud page. So we'll put a link to that, put a link to their YouTube page, put a link to Joe's, uh, personal videography work on YouTube, and that'll just about do us. So that's our show for the week. Until the next one, that's probably going to be released in about an hour and a half. And we love you. And we want you to keep coming back. And that's it. Why are you still listening? Go get, remember, go to Pittsfield. Go to the show. All right. Get out of here. Bye. Now you can subscribe through iTunes. Just look for the button to the right of the show notes in the sidebar. Also, don't forget to sign up to receive PRISM, a weekly update from the Greylock Glass that includes exclusive content and updates about the shows. Just look for the sign-up box in the top right-hand corner. For now, thanks for listening, and we hope you join us next week for another episode here at the Greylock Glass. 